Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, so we'll get started. So hi, everyone. Welcome to our Thursday morning concussion support group meeting. My name is Tiffany and my pronouns are she, her. We are a student-run support group based out of Montreal, Quebec in Canada that provides support to those recovering from concussions and other brain injuries. We've been around for several years and began hosting Zoom meetings in the March of 2020. Please be patient as we continue to grow and adjust things, and please don't hesitate to reach out or fill out our feedback form with any feedback or concerns you may have. A friendly reminder that we are not a therapy group, nor are we medical professionals, and this is not a replacement for either. We are only a support group that is run by students who are also concussion survivors. We can only speak from our experiences and things we've learned. Anything you hear during meetings is the opinion of the person sharing and does not necessarily reflect the beliefs of the Concussion Legacy Foundation or Concussion Montreal. Absolutely no harassment or discrimination will be tolerated in this group, including but not limited to race, religion, gender, or sexual identity. If you have, if you have violated this rule, you will be asked to leave. If you're feeling uncomfortable by anyone in the group but can't explain why, please reach out and let me know or fill out the feedback form after the meeting. All issues will be addressed immediately. So just a reminder that we will be recording. The only thing that is recorded is the speaker's share and nothing else. So today our speaker is Dr. Alan Tito. He is a professor of neurology and neurosurgery at McGill University and a medical scientist at the Research Institute of the MUHC. Uh, Dr. Tito has worked as a neuropsychologist at the Montreal Neurological Institute and hospitals since 1983, and he is now the director of the psychology department at the MUHC and a recognized as expert on traumatic brain injuries. Uh, his research program involves uh, the investigation of the mechanisms involved in cerebral reorganization and plasticity in patient populations. For the past several years, he has been using functional magnetic resonance imaging, or fMRI, to investigate modern recovery in stroke and the neural substrates of residual vision in the blind visual field following hemispherectomy. He is a member of the Order of Psychologists of the Province of Quebec and of the Société des Experts en Évaluation Médico-Légale du Québec. So thank you for joining us today, doctor, and you can start 
Sure. Thank you. It's a pleasure to, to be here. Just um, uh, a correction. I'm, uh, I've retired from the directorship of the um, uh, Department of Psychology at the MUHC. Uh, so now I'm uh, doing most of my work on traumatic uh, brain injury, uh, uh, especially on, on a private basis, as well as uh, continuing my research at the, uh, at the Neuro and at the Montreal General Hospital. So I thought uh, for, for today, I would uh, just give you a few uh, things uh, here and there about what I've been doing and, uh, and some facts about uh, traumatic brain injury. I'll try to go more or less uh, quickly so to allow you to uh, ask questions if, if you have any. So um, let's start. Um, so you, usually when we, we talk about the incidence rate of head trauma, we talk of uh, up to uh, 600 cases per 100,000 in the population. And that's huge uh, compared to well-known diseases such as Parkinson's, which is 20 per 100,000, or multiple sclerosis, which is three uh, per 100,000. And yet we hear a lot about these, uh, uh, these neurological disorders, but the head trauma is way, way up there. Uh, most of uh, uh, head traumas are mild. Uh, it's a misnomer because mild uh, has, uh, implies that uh, uh, everybody recovers and it's not really something serious. And, uh, uh, but yet uh, there are a good number of, of uh, people that sustain this kind of mild traumatic brain injury and have lingering symptoms. Um, the primary causes usually it's uh, motor vehicle accidents and then falls, especially in the elderly. And then there's, there's uh, assaults and also sports. Um, I've concentrated most of my research on sports injuries, although we did do a good number of studies with motor vehicle accidents. The reason for sports is that it's usually uh, there's no litigation. So uh, uh, the, the person, in fact, uh, has a tendency to, uh, to, to lie because the, the athlete loves his sport and wants to go back to play. So they have a tendency to minimize uh, the severity of their symptoms so they can go back to what they love to do. Uh, so uh, we were interested in looking at those aspects because there's no litigation involved and, uh, and then we can study uh, more clearly uh, what's going on there. Um, oops. Uh, I like to look at uh, head injury uh, to classify them on a, on a kind of a spectrum or a continuum, going from concussion to mild to moderate and to severe. And usually they're divided up uh, according to the Glasgow Coma Scale score. So when we talk about concussion, in fact, uh, uh, we're talking about somebody that, that didn't lose consciousness and that is dazed or dinged or, or, or stunned. So there's an alteration in the, in the mental state, but um, the person uh, uh, hasn't lost consciousness as they do, for instance, in mild, where the Glasgow Coma Scale score can be 13 to 15 out of 15, and there can be a loss of consciousness of less than uh, 20 minutes. And, uh, and then the, uh, essentially there are no uh, abnormal neurological signs. And then, of course, you have the moderate and the severe, which we won't talk about, but only to say that it's based also on the score of uh, on the Glasgow Coma Scale. And, and you have the kind of questions that are asked uh, here on, on, on these slides, 
in order to arrive to a score out of 15. There are, there are uh, quite a number of misconceptions about uh, uh, mild traumatic brain injuries. Most of the time, we, and we still hear this today, uh, that the symptoms are, are trans transient and that they will resolve uh, in, in uh, all of the cases. Uh, that's not necessarily true. The symptoms may take time to, involve, to evolve, uh, uh, so they're not immediate. And they may, uh, so uh, often we hear of, of people that, uh, that felt okay, and then the next day they're feeling headaches and they're feeling all kinds of different uh, symptoms that they didn't have initially. And uh, 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 this can be problematic uh, in, in terms of insurance because uh, most of the time insurance companies, they will say, well, uh, the, you didn't lose consciousness and the, they didn't have any symptoms, so the person is okay. Uh, and so that brings my next point that brain injury is always associated with loss of consciousness and that's not true. So you may have, uh, you may have uh, no loss of consciousness and, and yet you may present all kinds of different symptoms uh, typical of a traumatic brain injury. The symptoms, well, most of you probably know the symptoms. Uh, there's a temporary confusion and disorientation, amnesia uh, of the event, uh, headaches, nausea, vomiting. You can have all of these, some of these. And then later on, the symptoms will, 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 can be divided up and they can last weeks to even months. Uh, they can be divided up into somatic symptoms. So, so we're talking about headaches that, that are persistent. Uh, dizziness, vertigo, fatigue, insomnia, visual complaints. You can, again, you can have some of these, you can have all of these. Mood is an important one. Uh, anxiety, depression, irritability. Often we see, uh, uh, and I'll, I'll show you some, some, uh, some of this, uh, this data for depression. And then there are cognitive deficits such as a slower thinking process, uh, a slower um, uh, processing speed, poor attention and uh, impaired memory. And again, th this may vary from one individual to another. So the clinical picture that we have of people that have uh, the persistent post-concussive symptoms is that the neurological exam is normal. If you do a CT or MRI, the conventional type of MRI, in 99.9% .9 of cases, it will be normal. Uh, and then there's uh, no obvious cognitive deficits, but the person still keeps on complaining about some symptoms. And uh, so there, were, there has been a tendency to conclude that uh, the symptoms are probably psychological in nature and nothing is happening in the brain. And, and I have, uh, this is most of my, uh, my career in this field of over 30 years, uh, I've been trying to demonstrate that in fact, there is something happening to the brain and, and that, that is responsible for this, these symptoms. Uh, what, what is the evidence? Well, first of all, there is uh, the possibility of diffuse axonal injury. So it's wide, widespread damage to uh, the white matter of the brains, the, connect, the connectivity between uh, uh, regions of the brain. And, uh, and these are very difficult to detect on uh, M conventional MRI. And that's why most of the time uh, you, 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 the MRI will come out normal will be interpreted as normal. But as you can see, you can, uh, let me see, okay. As you can see here, 
you 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 can have uh, an impact uh, here and you can have uh, deficit or uh, alterations uh, or bleeding in in the center central regions of the brain so one hit can cause the central regions of the brain uh, and some bleeding there and and so this is to keep in mind what happens the mechanism is that the brain is is holding on to the brain stem and there's a, 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 a the, the brain when it, it gets a hit can move inside the skull and not only hit the, the sides of the skull but also scrape by the, the bottom regions of the, of the brain and this is uh, uh, what we see in uh, acceleration and deceleration and you can see in the red here the different areas that can be affected when a, a, a violent impact happens so and this is an example here of a coup and the and the diffuse diffuse external injury the coup and contre coup you can get a hit here and have more damage on the other side uh, because the brain is moving inside the skull and hitting uh, uh, the hard bony surface uh, or you can have as i showed before diffuse axonal injury where you have damage in the central uh, more central regions of the brain what happens at the cellular uh, uh, level and at the axonal level we can we can have these kinds of tears or, or, or that are here and what happens is that the structure itself is not affected but it may be the connectivity between structures that is affected so the axon is can be uh, torn or ripped uh, like this here so you can have a norm that's the normal axon and then you have a shearing that happens a torsion and then it can tear and then post-traumatically you, you have these regions that are still disconnected and this may be um, the reason why uh, there are lingering symptoms also there are, there are neurochemical changes that happen when there's a concussion i'm not going to go into detail about this but the, the message is that when there's a concussion there's there a release of transmitters and there's an alteration of oxygen uh, metabolism and, and of glucose supply supply and the the, the so the the, uh, the organism is in is in a metabolic crisis and it's shown here and it may take several days for for the uh, uh, the, the equilibrium to return and and so that's why we see individual differences some people recuperate quickly other people recuperate more slowly and you can see it, it can vary uh, up to days and, and more, uh, uh, these neurochemical changes, okay? If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, uh, but there are, uh, of course, uh, evidence, there is evidence suggesting an organic basis to, uh, uh, to uh, post-concussive symptoms. There's an, there are neuropsychological studies. Usually we're talking about deficits in front, frontal lobe functioning. So mental flexibility, meaning uh, ability to adapt to uh, the changes in the environment, uh, planning, organizing, we see that people have trouble with, with, with these when they have post-concussive symptoms, um, uh, attentional difficulties, and info, uh, uh, information processing that is slowed. So these are uh, most of the things that we observe uh, with a neuropsychological evaluation in people that have uh, 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 persistent post-concussive symptoms. There are also uh, electrophysiological studies, so changes in EEG patterns, and we see them, <coughs> excuse me, and we see them uh, uh, happening with EEG. So there are uh, certain uh, waves, uh, uh, electrical waves that are affected and that take time to come back. And usually in symptomatic athletes, the studies have been done with them, there is a particular uh, component called the a P300 that is affected and it, it's been seen over, over and over again. So uh, we, we uh, tested varsity athletes uh, before the season begins, so hockey and football players at McGill, and we tested them after the, uh, 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 the concussion. And we also followed them three months later. And we, we looked at, uh, uh, at them, but with functional MRI. So functional MRI, 
we, uh, we, we use a task that we know is sensitive to particular regions in the brain. So in this case, we use the working memory task. And this working memory task is particularly sensitive to functioning of the frontal part of the brain, a region called the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. So uh, we submitted uh, 100 subjects, normal subjects to, to uh, these tasks in the, in the MRI machine. What happens in, in the MRI? The region of the brain that is the most active will demand more blood uh, and more oxygenation. And that way we see an increase of activation in the particular regions that are involved in carrying out the task. So here we see with, with these subjects, what, what we see is, uh, uh, I'll point out these particular regions here, and, or, or here it's, it's circled, and that's the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. And we see that in normal subjects, there's a high activation there, and it's called the bold signal change. Okay, blood oxygen level dependent change, uh, just for your information. And so what we see, uh, the, the gray zone is the bold signal change in the, in the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. And each black dot is an athlete. And you can see that most of the athletes that, have, that, have, that were concussed have blood oxygen level dependent changes lower, so it's called a hypo activation, in, in the region compared to what we would see in the, in the control subjects. So most of the subjects show hypo activations in the regions when they're carrying out this uh, working memory task. I won't go into details about that. So we can compare the, the bold signal changes for each group uh, according to the severity of the symptoms. And what we see is the control subjects show pretty nice uh, uh, activations in the, in the regions here. And as the symptom severity increases, the activations go low, down and lower and lower. So the more severe, the less activation. We also do a, a use an, a navigation task because using only a frontal lobe task we don't know if, if uh, we, could, we could use any other task and we would activate the same region. So, and that would, would lower the significance of, of our results. So we use a navigation task that is uh, in virtual reality and the person learns a route uh, uh, in the machine. They're, they're, prior to that, they practiced and so they have uh, an instruction, go to the bank, and they can move with, uh, with a, a mouse inside the scanner. And what we see is that uh, healthy control subjects, they show uh, activations in the completely different regions of the brain, more uh, in the uh, um, uh, parahippocampal regions of the temporal lobes. And the concussed athletes show very little activation when they're doing this task. So, uh, uh, these two tasks have, have been used uh, by us to diagnose whether there is uh, uh, still a, uh, a, a deficit and, and there's still uh, not 100% uh, recuperation uh, from the concussion. We looked also at depression because a lot of people complain of depression uh, after a, a concussion. And so we looked at that. And as we can see, and when, when we submit the, again uh, the same task in the scanner, we see as, as the depression score increases, 
we see the activations lower. So the more the depression, the more severe the depression, the lower the activations in the regions. Now, the, for recovery, we retested the patients. So I'll give you some examples. These seven, uh, uh, 14 subjects here, they show the typical activations that, that, we, did, that we see on pre-injury. So we tested them prior to the season beginning. And then we tested these 14 subjects uh, within 72 hours of their concussion. So look at the patterns here compared to the absence of patterns here. And then three months later, six subjects were retested and the, the uh, activations came back. Okay. And the seven subjects, the seven remaining subjects whose symptoms did not improve, you can see at time one, there was a lack of activation. And at time two, the lack of activation is still present. And it's quantified over here on the histogram. Is that okay? Am I going too fast or is, is it okay? Good. Okay. And we tested, of course, orthopedic injuries because is it, could it be that just having a, a, uh, um, uh, an injury of any kind would uh, affect uh, the patterns? And in fact, it, they don't, it doesn't. Or an orthopedic injury was scanned here and we see the activation. And on, on recovery from the orthopedic injury, the activations remain the same. Now treatment, what do, we looked into treatment as well. We use transcranial, repetitive transcranial magnetic stimulation. So it's the application of a magnetic field with a coil, as you see in the diagram here. And uh, we apply this magnetic field to the region uh, that we saw that is hypoactivated with functional MRI. So we stimulate that region to see if we, we can relieve the symptoms, you know. And uh, so what we see is, is uh, um, when we, we see an improvement of, of, uh, of uh, post-RTMS, we see an improvement in the symptoms. You see uh, here post-concussive symptoms before the RTMS was 48.1. Now it's down to 34.5, so there's an improvement, and the activations are improved, and, and we see the increase. So the increase is shown here uh, uh, from, from before treatment and after treatment. And uh, whether it be with the verbal ver version of the task or the visual version of the task. And lastly, uh, uh, we tried looking at stimulation of the tongue. And uh, this was interesting because the tongue is a, is a, is a very good, uh, is highly sensitive to touch. It has a, a lot of nerve endings and it has a, a large cortical representation. And so, and it's a direct access to the brain. Uh, so there's a concept of neuroplasticity uh, to stimulate uh, reorganization. The, that's what we based our, our results on. And this is what the, 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 the tongue stimulator looks like. You, know, you can control uh, the time, etc. And it goes, this part goes on the tongue. And we combine it with uh, uh, physiotherapy to see if we can improve uh, uh, balance. Uh, it's, uh, so it's ongoing. We haven't gotten the results that we were wishing for. 
because we need to, to establish whether uh, this stimulation uh, alone, whether it can help uh, improve the symptoms. So essentially, that's what I thought I would uh, present to you. And then I'll answer your questions as best I can. Head check health bridges gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Trek Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada, who rely on head check to improve communication and optimize care. Visit headcheckhealth.com for more. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.